Speaking of George Knapp, I do have a video of him. He is talking about Area 51 and the Storm Area 51 meme that's been spreading across the internet just like a virus that no one has seen before. It's just all over the place. I believe right now the confirmed people going to the Storm Area 51 is well over a million with people uh, interested in going at a million uh, the the, the uh, United States Air Force has, has, to, has had to come out and address the situation. And George Knapp is going to be telling us what is going on there, what you can expect. He breaks out a map on his uh, TV station. This is, comes from 8 News Now. And this is George Knapp, George Knapp maps out Area 51. And I'll see if I can play this for, for everyone so we can all listen together. We can all look together and consume this information together. Here we go. Let's play this thing. Come on, Georgie. Different locations are in the mix as gathering places for the big Area 51 shindig on September 20th. But a word of warning, some of them aren't really close to Area 51. The Alien Visitor Center is in Amargosa Valley. It was mentioned on the original Storm Area 51 Facebook post. That's right there. And it's next door to a alien cat house, which is a legal brothel that sells gifts of a different kind. But uh, that location is on the far western side of the sprawling Nevada National Security site, not really near Area 51. The extraterrestrial highway, that's up here. That's Highway 375. You uh, start on, it's on the other side of the test site to the north. It uh, starts in this area near Heiko, and right there is the Alien Research Center. We've mentioned that in some of our reports. It's a gift shop. It's a business that's planning to host a day-long series of events on the 20th. And then as you travel west, westward, you'll pass by Groom Lake Road. You see it's a long dirt road that leads to the base. And uh, you keep going up Highway 375 to the tiny community of Rachel. Uh, that is home to the Little Alien, Inn, which hosts its own events and is mm. providing a camping area on the 20th. Rachel is the closest huh. settlement to Area 51. It has about 50 residents, limited services, no gas station. The ET Highway continues up north. You go up there to uh, Highway 6 at Warm Springs. And if you're looking at this on Google Maps, they've gotten in on the fun. If you pull the Street View guy onto any of these things in the area of the Nevada National Security Site, it turns the icon into a flying saucer. Hmm. So someone at Google has a sense of humor. What else is going on? There you go. There is the update from George Knapp concerning the area, the storm area 51 meme. And even Google got into it by putting, uh, changing the icon in Google maps to a little UFO. This has gone, this has gone uh, kind of a, a little bit crazy. It's, uh, it's quite insane. And then not only do you have the Storm Area 51 thing, you also have the, the Raid Epstein Island thing. Uh, there is a, another one that I just found called, uh, it has to do with um, thousands have signed up to Storm Loch Ness. I'll bring this up on screen. The Storm Loch Ness. So, Mike, are these the same people storming these, these different areas? I don't think that they, they can't be. I mean, uh, not unless they're uh, independently wealthy, they travel all across the world to storm these well, areas, but not, I, no, I, nothing's been stormed as of yet. I would just be worried about them being able to get a ride from their mom to each of these things. Yeah, well, that is a, quite a concern, but at least they're carpooling at that point, and that's very important for the uh, environment. There's something, I think there's something else going on here. Um, I, 
Alex Jones touched on this a little bit on his show, that this is kind of desensitizing people to the concept of storming things. And I, I think that maybe he's got a point there that once you, I think, mean, yeah, we're storming Area 51, we're storming Loch Ness, paranormal kind of things, but once they start, once they start turning these crowds on something that's a little bit more political, like uh, what if they want to storm Tucker Carlson's house? And you have a bunch of people signing, signing up to do that. Could that be seen as a threat of violence? I would say so. This is where it kind of turns a little bit more interesting. I, I, you know, I had considered to go, uh, I was considering going up to Area 51 to cover this. I'm about five hours away. I don't think I'm going to do that. I think that's, there's a lot of problems with that. I think you're gonna, we're going to find out there's going to be a, maybe a couple hundred people that are going to go, show up for this meetup. But within that group, there's probably going to be undercover operatives. There's going to be people that are just not mentally stable as well. And I, can, I think that there might wind up being one or two people that actually try to, to throw themselves over the fence of Area 51 and wind up dying or never being heard from again. I think it's just a bad situation. I don't think it's going to go quite right. They have to commit and throw their hat over the wall for that one. Yeah. That's a, I mean, that's a, it's a huge commitment. You're basically going to say to yourself and your loved ones, I am never coming home again. I, I have to storm Area 51 right now. Look, man, I made a mistake. Well, no, I mean, you can say that, that you made a mistake, but it's kind of all or nothing at that point. There's just something else going on here. Logistically, I'd be worried about the uh, amount of people, even if it's only a couple hundred, the amount of people showing up in these tiny, tiny little towns on these dirt roads and the traffic and the congestion and just nut bars running everywhere. And it may be fun if you're at a distance, but I wouldn't want to get stuck in that. Yeah, that's another reason why I, I kind of uh, am deciding against this. Not only not only the, the traffic and dealing with that, but I suspect that whatever military per- police is, is really... Uh, surveying the perimeter of Area 51, they might just randomly pull over people and go through their cars. That very well could happen. They could say, look, we have, uh, we have an idea that there is... We saw the, they could say, we saw the Facebook event. You're not from around here. Are you participating in the raiding Area 51? They, that might give them the, the cause that they need, you know, the justification they need is to pull anybody over, search their car, and just put them through hell. I don't know if I want to deal with that. I suspect that uh, there, will, there will be other news organizations on the ground there covering as well. So I, I just, for me, to do that and put myself in that position, probably not a good idea. Also considering that I'm going on uh, my honeymoon the week after. So me being locked up in jail possibly, not good for my honeymoon. Lame. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, Joe, what's going on? <laughs> oh, living the good life. You know, sitting in traffic, having a great time. Sorry, I'm late. You're like, um, it's like we're on a sitcom and you just like walked in. <laughs> I know, I feel that way. He's like, oh, there he is. I need intro music. You should. Uh, I got this one. There you go. Yeah. Got a. I, you know, I, I, I get this sense that this whole thing's a psyop. No one's going. Do you know anybody who says they're going? I don't know anybody personally who says they're going, but I no think that there are enough uh, people out there that uh, are UFO buffs. 
they're really into the paranormal and love the, the lore around Area 51. I think there's going to be a couple hundred that do go. I think someone's going to die. <laughs> I, think, I think that's going to happen. I, th- I think the best we can hope for is whatever happens, that they don't film it with vertical video on their phone. There you go. Yeah. Fuck that. I want, I want high-resolution video in the proper aspect ratio of these idiots getting shot by military contractors. <laughs> We might get that, maybe if we're lucky. I got I got one more piece of alien news to cover, or UFO news to cover right now. This comes from uh, Fox News. This is Tucker Carlson, who does uh, a pretty good job at covering the, the recent UFO uh, news. I think he's the kind of like the only one on mainstream news that covers it. I don't know if CNN does this stuff. So this is uh, Tucker Carlson talking. Uh, After decades to, of denial. To a, 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 another government official, I believe it's a congressman, about what the military actually knows about UFOs. So we'll, uh, we'll start this right now. Well, after decades of denial and secrecy and flat-out lying, America's defense establishment is finally admitting some of what it knows about UFOs. The Navy has admitted that its pilots encounter unidentified aircraft so often that they've had to draft new reporting guidelines to allow pilots to come forward. It's easy to find this funny, but it's also scary if you think about it. Our vast, well-funded defense establishment is seeing things in the sky they cannot account for, doing things they cannot understand. Should we be worried? Congressman Mark Walker is a Republican representing the state of North Carolina. He just sent a letter to the Secretary of the Navy, Richard Spencer, about the military's UFO investigations. We recently spoke to the congressman. Here's part of what he said. Should we be worried about this? Well, we we are concerned about it. As the ranking member of terrorism and counterintelligence, we have questions. Uh, It comes down to some of the new infrared radar systems that we're putting on some of our new jets are detecting some things out there. We call them unidentified uh, aerial threats, and that's something something that we're looking at. Our UAPs is what we call it. We want to know the information, and that's why it's important that we take a look at this. So this has been going on an awfully long time. There's a lot of data the government have has stored about this. Most of it, I think, is still classified. But there must be theories about what these objects are, what these aircraft are. What's the most plausible theory, do you think? Well, what we don't know for sure, obviously, what we do know uh, is the question that we're wanting to get to is, is this something that's a defense mechanism from another country? We do know that China is looking right. at hypersonic missiles. Uh, that's tr- 25,000 kilometers, or to break it down into our language, that's getting from D.C., where I'm at, to L.A. in about nine minutes. Uh, we don't know that the n- nuclear warheads can be attached to those. Is it something like that, uh, or is it something more? We, we don't know, but I feel like it, it, it's something that we must take a look Yet, and that's why we've written Secretary Spencer of the Navy. Is there any indication that you're aware of that these sightings are foreign aircraft, Russian or Chinese aircraft? Uh, we, we don't know. Uh, what, we have no evidence to support that. We do know there's something that's traveling at that speed of what we call hypersonic now, which is a Mach 4 or 5, not to right. get too technical. Uh, that is something that we want to know. Is this something that, uh, that another defense system uh, in another country is more advanced, or is it something else? We're not trying to spook people out. But the, AA, the AATIP, uh, which is basically a program that the government monitors this, was to close down in 2017. So part of my question, Tucker, is it really closed down? Are we still spending resources, or is there more documentation that this program is still being able to file somewhere? That's that's something that we need to know, even if it's just for defense purposes alone. 
We spoke to a government employee who has worked on this issue who said that the U.S. government has wreckage from one of these aircraft. Do you know anything about that? Uh, we don't know, but that's one of the four questions that we are asking. Is there evidence being held somewhere? Not to get too spooky once again, but if there is evidence, right. I believe it's important for people, specifically in my position as the ranking member of terrorism and counterintelligence, we need to know what this is. Of course. That's, and, and those are all legitimate questions. I believe and I'm so. grateful that you're not being bullied or mocked into not asking them. Please, I hope you'll come back and tell us what the answers are. We look forward when we find out the coming back. Thank you, Tucker. We need Space Force. <laughs> we do. I, I think this is, there's just so much information coming out about <sighs> UFOs. It's, it's obviously I've been covering it for uh, the past few years, but it's really picked up and snowballed over the, uh, the past year and a half. It's, it feels like it's coming to a head. Like, I know with all this stuff, with all the paranormal stuff, it's just like another uh, glimpse of a UFO or a Bigfoot's jacking off behind a tree, but we don't have a clear picture of it. But it, here, it, it feels like there's some real information about to be released about, about this subject. And I, I hope they're not going to say, uh, it's, the Chinese have some amazing technology and we've lost the war. We've lost whatever Cold War we have with them. That's kind of what it feels like. Random. They're trying to pin it like in, during the newscast up on up on the up on the screen. There, they said, "Is this like a, a Chinese supersonic drone or supersonic missile?" They're they're trying to come back with more earthly explanations for this stuff, but I don't think there really is one unless they spill the beans on all this cool propulsion systems that the that they have and they're testing, uh, or that uh, we're really being visited by aliens. They're going to have to make a choice here. We've been visited by aliens. We have crashed, recovered material, or did we invent this awesome technology? Or is it gaslighting? Uh, that could be too. I mean, this is in the this is being broadcast in the mainstream. So there's a narrative that they're pushing for a reason. I uh, I think that these these uh, these drones that were seen by the USS Nimitz, I think that those are actually pieces of our technology that's our technology being tested out there uh, against uh our own jets i think that's our technology we control that stuff uh, i don't know if it came from i don't know if the original technology came from earth or, or not but i think what we're seeing in the footage released i think that's our own technology the united states navy has a long history of uh of, of doing this, this kind of stuff. And in fact, it ties directly into the person we're going to interview next week, Joe, Robert Duffy. Um, he has uh, written a book called Camellio about, about the Navy and some of the insane technology that they have and have tested out in the wild. Yeah, it does go into the tactics, too, because uh, I listened to that episode, and there's a lot of the tactics for people who are like walking out of areas with certain technology and then those people become targets of gang stalking which is basically gas gaslighting gas lighting. uh yeah I, I, he does go into tactics a little bit and there's actually um an anti-gang stalking website what you can do to combat gang stalking so we'll talk about the u.s navy and what technology they may or may not have uh, with uh, robert duffy next week but the u.s navy is all over this this uh, ATIP program, then then you have the United States Air Force, which probably has its own competing technology, uh, doing its own thing. They have their own narrative. 
So we're seeing it's it's just a, a clusterfuck of information, and people tr- are trying to attribute it to one thing, and I don't think it's one thing. I think you have a bunch of different agencies trying to control a narrative and get the budget and the technology for this stuff. you got the U.S. Navy. you got the Air Force doing its own thing. you got the uh, Army. Then you have the private sector doing its own thing as well. So you can't tell whose is who. Yeah. I, uh, I got one more story. I have to, I have to uh, bring this up. Because this is... Uh, you, you said you had one more. I know. I lied, Joe. Yeah. One Pile more. it on. One what more. what they come for. No. No. Yeah. And this is uh, <laughs> because uh, Blink-182 guy hasn't found oh, aliens yet, but he did find some weird metals. <sighs> like any 30-something with a one-time uh, penchant for power cores and poop jokes, I'm a recovering Blink-182 fan. If you were an imp- uh, impressionable teen in the late 90s or early aughts, the gateway for pop-punk trio's uh, patented mix of slurpy or syrupy harmonies and non-stop F-bombs hooks. Terrible hook music in. is what they mean. Yeah, it's just, okay. I'm just going to read down <laughs> when they get to the actual metal part of this because that's what I'm interested in. So DeLong is getting somewhere. Even if he hasn't found aliens yet, he may not have... Even if he hasn't found aliens yet and might not have enough coin pending a lucrative Blink reunion to see his mission through. But he marches on in search of the truth. One discovery of a strange space metal at, at a time. Last week, the stars, uh, To the Stars Academy announced that it has acquired several pieces of metamaterials from investigative journalist Linda Moulton Howell. Per a press release, the metals are reported to have come from an advanced aerospace ve- vehicle of unknown origin. The structure and com- uh, composition of these materials are not from any known existing military or commercial application. Steve Justice, COO of To the Stars Academy and, per, uh, and former head of Advanced Systems at Lockheed Martin Skunk Works, said in a press statement. Uh, so they've been collected from sources with varying levels of chain of custody documentation. So we are focusing on verifiable facts and are working to develop independent scientific proof of the materials, properties, and attributes, Justice says. In some cases, the manufacturing technology required to fabricate the material is only now becoming available. But the material have been in document, documented possession since the mid-90s. We currently have multiple material samples being analyzed by contracted laboratories and have plans to extend the scope of the study. So there you go. Now we have Tom DeLong in possession of metamaterials. So he's probably going to build like an Iron Man suit or possibly some doomsday <laughs> device. Right. Booster seats? Maybe some booster seats. Yes, you're going to need those on your spacecraft. Which I find it curious that... Uh, he got this material. Two to Stars Academy got this material from Linda Moulton Howell. Do you know who she is? No. Who is that? She is a big-time UFO researcher. She was uh, one of the main people that documented the cattle mutilations in the late, uh, late 70s, early, uh, early 80s. She, put the, okay. she did a very, very good job at documenting that entire event. And I think it, there's still cattle mutilations going on today, but at the time, it was, uh, came out of the blue. So she was... Boots on the ground did a lot of research on that. She still does UFO investigations and does some pretty interesting stuff. Uh, I just heard a talk uh, with her um, a couple days ago where she did some research on, on that guy 
in L.A. who was found dead in his SUV. Do you remember that story where this guy was found dead in his SUV? With all the guns? With all the guns and money. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I can provide a link to people who want to listen to this. Wow, Cretchen found a very old photo of Blink-182. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, those are great. We got Uh, a photo of uh, Tom DeLonge's Iron Man suit coming up. Oh, oh, nice. Yep. Giving me a knobber. Yeah, he, it look, I'm getting. I think I have that. Is that is that something I ha- can have? You can a have knobber? a knobber. Okay, there's plenty I of think... knobbers to go around. <laughs> but anyways, real quick, I'll wrap this up. Lynn Moulton Howe went on this uh, talk and, and this uh, research where she invest. She uh, interviewed some family members and people around that person who died. It was initially in the report uh, speculation as part of the CIA, but people around him. Uh, said that he flat this person who died flat out stated that he was an alien hybrid, and mm, that good. one of the items that were found in one of his many storage areas was uh, a vehicle that was waterproof and could go under the water. Some crazy stuff. Yeah, uh, some that was a crazy one. In- insane stuff. So, so what was? What, did we get any verdict on that? What do we? What do we? What do we? What's our takeaway with that guy? On on lash. This, I, yeah, the the gun wallet guy thing, or I, gun uh, SUV guy. There's no verdict on that, and I don't believe as of this time there's been any sort of DNA testing done on the body. The weird thing is that they found um, his uh, partner at the time, his, his uh, female partner at the time, actually packed his body in dry ice. So he's left in the vehicle, and dry ice was found around him. That's what he, I guess, instructed them to do in case of he in case that it, in the event that he died. So he, the CIA could come grab him or whatever agency can come grab him and revive him at a later date. Um, there's just weird things. And there were actually people with him at the time when he died, and they just left his body there, which is not against the law. <laughs> it's not against, not against the law in California. You can just literally leave. If you see a dead body, you do not have to report it to the authorities. I, uh, that's a speech issue. But I will, I will actually do a follow-up, because she gave that, uh, the, the talk I listened to uh, about that was from a few years ago. So uh, pretty soon I'll do a, an update on, I think his name was Jeffrey Lash, the guy who died with a lot of guns and money. Cratch should put that link in the uh, carrot shop if you do want to dive in a little bit further for yeah, a we're flashback. Here. We're here. Why not? Let's, uh, let's take a look at this before we get on to any other news. So, yeah, this is... Um, Let's see here. Dead L.A. man who had 1,200 guns, underwater car identified, believed to be part alien secret government worker. There we go. This comes from... (laughs) Such a crazy headline. That's an interesting headline. (laughs) The mystery behind a Los Angeles gun fanatic found decomposing in in his car last week has deepened as his his fiancé's family said he was an alien hybrid secretly working for the government. The bizarre statement came Wednesday as the uh, betrothed woman's lawyer identified the dead man as Jeffrey Allen Lash almost one week after he was discovered rotting in his car parked on the street in the Tony Pacific uh, Paladina or Palestine neighborhood. Los Angeles police found more than 1,000 guns, nearly seven tons of ammunition, bow and arrows, knives, machetes, $230,000 in cash, Inside his home last Friday, they also discovered a Toyota, a Toyota SUV designed to drive underwater among the 14 vehicles registered to his name. Crazy. 
Get yeah. that one to Tucker Carlson, because you know what? That's one of those stories where when it came up, I know a lot of people were like, what the hell? This is crazy. And uh, where was the follow up? Not- nobody was like, hey, we need to whatever happened to that thing. You know, whatever happened to the guy with like almost 2000 guns and cash on hand where in an underwater claimed- car in an underwater p- car and claiming that he was an alien. <laughs> Shut up. It get, I mean, this whole, the whole Stop stu- asking stupid questions. Uh, Lash, the guy who died, was also believed to be an alien sent to Earth to protect us, according to Laura Van, Van Bunker, Vanda Bunker, the mother of the 39-year-old Don uh, Vadbunker, who used to work for Nebron. So there's just like people are like just it's it's just an insane story. It's it's crazy. So I'll do I'll do a follow up on this and see if there's anything new to talk about this. Maybe we did a good enough job right here. But the uh, the the daughter uh, Dawn Van Bunker, who used to work for Jeffrey Lash, the guy who died, uh, she definitely believed he was part alien. And then after his death, she just took off. She left the state, like went up north. Her parents couldn't find her, so they they filed a missing persons report on her. She uh, uh, appeared 17 days later up near Sacramento. She wrote a, 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 a letter to her family saying, I'm not coming home ever again. I'm, I'm going to be uh, up at this some compound. She didn't say where she was to basically focus and do healing for the coming changes to the earth in 2023. And those changes are a brand new government in 2023. Something big's going to happen according to this person in this whole entire incident. All right. Crazy stuff around the show. Crazy alien stuff, all kind of circling the drain. Let's see if it goes anywhere. Might just bubble back up. Yeah, maybe. All right. Uh, Let's move on, Joe. How about that? Uh, I like to dwell on the past. Me too. (laughs) Excuse me. Dump all you want. They're not dumping so much anymore. You notice? Ah, yeah. <laughs> I love the way he kind of tucks that, yeah. you know. Oh. Good. Uh, you got anything for us, Joe? You got anything? Oh, God, there's so much. If you want to join the Slack or Discord, give us an email at ourbigdumbmouth at gmail.com. Check out obdmpod.com for all the social media and donation links. Be a part of the magic.